approach a hard money loan, not like a bank loan, but like it, just a unique entity and approach it with curiosity and, and ask a lot of questions. Welcome, my friend, to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. And before we get into the show in today's episode, which I know you'll get a lot of value from because we're, we stay out of all the fluffy stuff and we get straight into the good stuff of real estate investing advice, I want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, and that's Patch of Land. Uh, they are making this show possible and they're making tons of flipping projects possible all across the country. If you don't know about Patch of Land, then they are the number one company to go to for uh, projects that you're flipping uh, because they have all the money available right now. Um, once you get approved for your your deal and yourself as a sponsor or a borrower, um, you're going to be funded by them. And then they go raise the money through their crowdfunding platform. So you don't have to worry about all that. They'll take care of the, the money and the funding for you. You just have to worry about making sure your project's, project's a success. Uh, they've got something really cool for you. So um, if you are just learning about crowdfunding, uh, they've come up with a guide. It's called the Top 10 Crowdfunding Questions Guide. And they're all the, the questions that you might be asking yourself. And they're all the answers. They don't leave you hanging. They've got answers too. All the answers to those, those 10 crowdfunding questions. So you can go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Uh, and if you think you know everything about crowdfunding, I'd check this guide out just in case because there are some interesting aspects that you'll learn. So go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get that guide. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless and this is a show all about cutting through all the fluff and getting straight to real estate investing insights that move your business forward. Uh, we've talked to Robert Kiyosaki from Rich Dad Poor Dad. Let's see, Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank. And a couple days ago, episode, what was it? Episode 387. So this would have been two days ago. Tom Wheelwright's episode aired and he's a CPA for Robert Kiyosaki. And boy, did I learn a lot from that. So uh, we've had a lot of wonderful guests on the show, and we've got another wonderful guest, of course, on the show because they're a best ever guest. So with us today, we have a private money lender who is an expert in the space. Hello, Corey Dutton. How you doing? Doing great, Joe. Thanks for having me. Yeah, pleased to have you on the show and really excited to talk about private money. And you know, you were one of the more prepared guests I've ever had, sending me all sorts of wonderful <laughs> links that on stories. And that gave, I love that because it gave me a lot of, of context for what you're focused on and some different angles we can, we can take. And a little bit about Corey before we get into it. Corey, as I mentioned, is a private lender, private money lender based in Salt Lake City, Utah. She's the founder of Private Money Utah. She's been recognized by Mortgage Professional America by, as being a top 50 elite women in the mortgage industry. So we've got a heavy hitter amongst us right now in, in the industry and very, very much looking forward to getting to know you. And you know what? The one thing I didn't ask you 
before the show is what's a non-real estate related interesting fact about you. So what is that? Well, I speak fluent Spanish. I, uh, I'm not LDS, um, as most Latter-day Saints probably come from Utah that people are familiar with. But I did uh, went down to learn Spanish and lived in Costa Rica for two years. And so I got fluency in Spanish that way. So that's kind of an interesting fact about me that a lot of people don't know. And I learned to surf while I was down there. So that's also kind of an interesting unreal estate related fact. Nice. All right. Well, we'll keep it in mostly English. <laughs> for this episode because I can't hang with you in the Spanish thing. But we, 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 any, anyone, anytime someone says that something like that, like they can sing or know another language, sometimes I like to integrate it. So we'll stay posted <laughs> on that one. With that being said, Corey, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your focus on private money. So what about the private money is, why is that your focus and give us a little bit more details around it? Sure. Um, well, my background is I've done a lot of business management with startups. That was my primary background before my MBA. And then as soon as I got my MBA, after that was completed, I realized that I had this fancy MBA degree and this nice little annotation behind my name for my title, but I didn't know how to make money. And so that was a conundrum. Um, so I, I took a job with an investment company back in 2006, prior to the crash, uh, and they they invested in five asset classes. They did one of their asset classes, obviously, was real estate. Um, and then along with that, they did some hard money lending. And so I was a president of one of their companies for two years prior to the crash from 2006 to 2008. And 2008, obviously, everybody sort of tanked that had anything in real estate. And also, they had some substantial oil and gas investments. So they didn't liquidate, but they definitely downsized. Um, and from there, I started doing hard money lending. One of the things that happened in 2008, as we all know, banks collapsed and there were a ton of foreclosures on the market and nobody was lending on them. So we started Private Money Utah back in 2008. A partner of mine who has been in the mortgage business now for, gosh, 20, I want to say 25 years now. And uh, we started Private Money Utah and we completely curbed all of our regular mortgage lending and we were just doing lending to real estate investors that were looking to pick up foreclosures, mostly fix and flips. So that's kind of how we got, I got from my background of, you know, business, mostly businesses and startups uh, to now real estate lending. Just out of curiosity, what were the six asset classes that they were investing in? You said real estate, oil and gas. They were doing uh, real estate, oil and gas, precious metals. So a lot of uh, silver and gold purchases at that time, which was actually a pretty good thing around that time because the prices have almost doubled. Uh, they were doing um, financing, which is was considered an asset class, which was the hard money lending aspect that they did. And then off the top of my head, there was one other type of investment that they were doing. And I, I think it was a securities. I didn't have a whole lot to do with that part of the business. And frankly, that's kind of where they lost a lot of money. Thank God I wasn't mm. part of it. Yeah. And, and then you went to, st you started your own company from there and you were lending mostly fix and flip rehabs, right? That's right. That's, and that was our primary focus for about the first four years. What's your focus now? You know, it's shifted now to more of the commercial bridge financing. As you know, uh, the commercial space did slow down for a while during, you know, this this 
you know, post-recession or post-crash, rather, uh, it did slow down. Not a lot of new construction of new buildings, a lot of turnaround of older commercial buildings. So now we've seen a surge in the commercial real estate space because it's been dormant and it, people are starting to spend money in that space again and build new buildings. They need money to do that. Uh, also, we're seeing, and it will continue over the next two years, there's been a surge in commercial mortgage-backed securities that have uh, Basically, those were all commercial loans done leading up to the crisis. Now those loans are coming due. They've been coming due over the last two years and will continue to come due over the next two years. So those loans need a home now because they've got to be paid off and refinanced. So we are stepping in to refinance a lot of those buildings that uh, that have come due on their loans. So when you're stepping in to refinance a, a loan that's about to come due, what are some of the things that you look for as a lender? You know, um, we were seeing a lot in the residential space as well, a lot of real estate investors that picked up portfolios of buy and hold rental properties, single family homes, are now looking to refinance those portfolios. Uh, so this can tie into that for your best ever listeners that are doing not commercial real estate, but are focused more on the residential buy and hold market. Um, what we look for really is uh, the value. You know, that's going to be the biggest thing that we're looking at. What have they done since they've purchased it to it? Uh, what value, ha how have they increased the value? The other thing we're looking at is the track record of the sponsor. Not so much his, his financials, like his credit, if he has any bankruptcies or foreclosures. We really don't care about that. We're more concerned with his ability, at, with his experience, his track record, the team behind him. So those are the two biggest factors we look for. And I know that you've done uh, many articles because you've, you've sent them to me and one of them was titled Hard Money Mistakes. So what are some of the hard money mistakes that, that you've been seeing and, and how do you remedy them? Well, that's a great question. One of the things that I talk a lot about in hard money lending, which is a popular topic among real estate investors, uh, it's our primary means most of the time of financing their deals. Um, there's two hot hot buttons in that industry. The first one is going to be the loan scams because it is unregulated, you know, predominantly. And you see any unregulated business, you're going to see a lot of scams, people trying to pull fraud. The second thing I talk a lot about, which is the other hot button, is going to be just how do you get a hard money loan? I mean, how how is it? How does it differ from a bank loan? Because most of these investors, if they've just financed their deals with cash, partners cash family and friends money and they've really or bank money and they've never used a hard money loan going about it is extremely daunting for these people and so that's those are the two kind of hot points that article talks about that i wrote for the scotsman guide talks about steering clear of hard money mistakes when you go for a hard money loan how do you do it and what are the most common mistakes that people make when they're trying to get hard money loans? Believe it or not, Joe, you've got some of, especially in, in you know your field, what you do during the day, you've got a lot of big players. You've got a lot of men and women that are very strong. They've done a lot of projects. They've got a high net worth. They have a lot of respect, a great track record. But many of these people may have never gone down the, the path towards hard money. And so what happens is even the smartest of men and women, when they're in an area that they're not familiar with, they make mistakes. So that's what that article talks about is some of the most common mistakes that are made when people submit hard money loans to hard money lenders. 
if you could give a piece of advice, and this isn't the best ever, but in particular, uh, in particular on if someone's starting to wants to get a hard money loan, if you could give one piece of advice, what would it be for that scenario? I think that if I had to nail it down to one thing, it's giving too much information. I think if that would be, if I had to give one lesson about submitting hard money loans, if you've never done it before as a real estate investor to your best ever listeners, it would be definitely to don't give too much information, only give the information that the the lender has requested, because it's not like a bank loan. You're not going to give all your tax returns and a huge loan application and your credit report. And then you wait and pray. It's not like that. You're only going to give information on the asset, the property that you're using for collateral for the loan. If they want any other information about you, they'll ask for it. So don't offer it. And what's the downside to giving up too too much information? It, it happens a lot in my business. And it's there's two things. Most of the time when when a real estate investor wants a hard money loan, they want it because of its speed of funding. It operates a lot like all cash in a real estate transaction. If you have the right connections with the right hard money lenders, a hard money loan can operate as all cash in a real estate transaction, especially if you know how to do it right. And if you want to do an all cash buy, it's usually for speed. And I think that if you if you give the in, the lender too much information, it's going to slow down that speed. The second thing is it's going to do is it might reveal some information that you don't want the lender to know, and then they're going to they're going to nitpick it to death, and then they're going to decline your deal. So always think about it like you're going before a judge. Only answer the questions that the judge asks you. Nothing more, nothing less. What do you think of crowdfunding, and how has that affected your line of business? I think crowdfunding is definitely a good thing for real estate investors um, because it gives them another avenue for financing. So I think it's great. Uh, My only consideration is that is the regulation of these companies because there's so many of them. You got to approach them with you know degree of caution as a real estate investor. You know, how many deals have they done? Do you know other real estate investors that have funded deals through them? And I think the reputation really is where you want to lead off with of, of what crowdfunding platform you're, you're going to be getting financing from. Otherwise, I think that the sky's the limit. I think it's a great thing to, to help real estate investors get the funding they need. What's your best advice ever for real estate investors? You know, I think it goes back to what I was talking about before, which is, it just goes back to hard, if you, if you back to the hard money loan, you know, at some point in your real estate career, every best ever listener is going to need private money financing and hard money is just a form of non-bank financing. It falls under the category of non-bank financing. People always argue, what's private money? What's hard money? It's all non-bank financing. It's financing coming from a a, a private source. And my best advice is, you know, when you're approaching a hard money loan, approach it not like a bank loan, but like a completely different thing, something you've never done before. Ask questions to your hard money lender and specifically, what are your requirements for me getting this funding in a timely manner? So I think my best ever advice to the best ever listeners would be definitely approach a hard money loan, not like a bank loan, but like just a unique entity and approach it with curiosity and, and ask a lot of questions. 
you mentioned you know crowdfunding and regulation, and it all boils down to reputation. And that actually made me think of whenever you mentioned you know the a hard money loan. It's a form of non bank financing. Are there any qualifications or certifications that somebody has to have in order to be a hard money lender? Yes, now there are. When you're talking about commercial property, it is completely unregulated. There's no regulations on that that industry that I know of. I mean, there might be some new ones in the works right now, but it, for the most part, it's very unregulated. Again, that's where you're going to find loan scams. Any, any industry that uh, is, is highly unregulated, like the commercial financing space. In residential hard money lending, for those of you, you best ever listeners that may be considering doing hard money loans on your own uh, to lend on other people's deals, if it's a residential property, it's it's on now under the new lending laws under Dodd-Frank, it really boils down to what your state says. So wherever the state, the property is located in, if it's a residential property, give the Division of Mortgage Lending or the Division of Real Estate at the state level a call. You don't want to call the Attorney General's office. They're not going to know. You don't want to call any other authority. You want to call your Division of Real Estate or your Division of Mortgage Lending. Say, hey, I wanna. I'm. I'm a. I'm a guy. I'm a, I'm a gal. I want to make hard money loans to other real estate investors on residential properties. What are the licensing requirements? And they'll tell you right there. So that's the best way to go about it if you're unsure. What's it take to get a license? I know it depends on whichever state, but um, let's let's use your state, Utah. What what does it take to get a license in Utah? You know, it's just like, and it, it's a pain in the butt. So it's definitely just like you're going to do regular loans for a bank. It's the same type of requirements. And and frankly, it's a little over the top for what we do. We're primarily asset-based lenders. So we're really not looking at income of a borrower. We're not looking at their credit score. We're really looking at the deal itself. Does the deal make sense? And unfortunately, getting a mortgage license to do FHA government-backed loans on homes that people are buying to live in completely different animal. So yeah, it's just like if you wanted to do those FHA government-backed loans, you've got to go get a mortgage license. There is a way to get around it though, because every state has their own representation or their own sort of, I guess, perspective on Dodd-Frank and how it should be applied. Depending on your state, you can work through a mortgage brokerage that's already established. They originate your loans for you and they get a fee for doing so. That's another way to sort of get around it. But again, you know, it goes back to whatever state you're lending in, whatever the laws are for uh, lending on residential property in that state. I would definitely call the Division of Real Estate or the Division of Mortgage Lending and find out. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Crowdfunding. You've heard about it. Now it's time for you to learn about it. Our best ever sponsor today, Patch of Land, they're the leading expert in the crowdfunding space, and they've got all the answers to all of your crowdfunding questions. Go to patchofland.com forward slash best ever and get your copy of the top 10 answers to the top 10 crowdfunding questions. That's P-A-T-C-H-O-F-L-A-N-D.com forward slash best ever. What's the best ever book you've read? Master to Keys of Riches by Napoleon Hill. Oldie but a goodie. Oh, yes. <laughs> And what's the best ever personal growth experience and what'd you learn from it? A real estate investment in Costa Rica in 2007, leading up to the start of the Great Recession. From this experience, uh, I learned that timing in real estate is truly everything. And this will, you know, this, that, I think that lesson will stay with me for life. 
Best ever deal you've done? You know, that was a hard one for me. I think my marriage is really the best deal I've ever made. <laughs> well, your uh, significant other will be very pleased to hear that, I'm sure. <laughs> What's the best ever way you like to give back? I have been in the Big Brothers and Big Sisters program of Utah for now for six years, and I have a little sister that's like my own sister now. So that's kind of the way I give back. She takes care of two, three now siblings, and she's now 12 years old and never has a life. She basically babysits her brothers and sisters all the time. So when her and I get to go spend time together twice a month, it's kind of her time. And so that's kind of the way I give back. Best ever project you're most excited about right now? You know, I think right now, if I had to say I bought a new primary home and I'm rehabbing it myself, it's it's a, about 25 years old and I've started the long process of sort of rehabbing the home myself instead of working on other properties that I intend to sell. And I think that what, what I like about it is the reason I'm most excited about the project is because I'm focusing on a more timeless classic approach in the design versus a strictly modern design or something that is marketable. So that's been a fun, fun project I'm, I'm working on. And what's the biggest mistake you've made in business? Wow. Um, you know, I think it goes back to best ever personal growth experience. And when I learned from it, that invest real estate investment I did in Costa Rica in 2007, I think at the end of the day, I think that the biggest mistake I made was not focusing my attention on the timing in the market, timing in the real estate market. I think by not not watching that, I think that's the biggest mistake I've ever made in real estate. And very quickly, what's the what are the in, what's the one indicator or a couple indicators that you look for to identify what the timing is in the market? You know, there's a few. I, I think if I, I had to focus on residential properties, one of the things that we definitely focus on is the marketing time. Um, for a rehabbed property, how long it's going to sit on the market, and not only that, but also other active listings around it. Um, we really pay attention to that. Um, days on the market is one of our, our biggest ones. And did you ask for two? No, it just if there's just one big one, then, then we can go with that. Yeah, I think that's it. It just stays on the market. Okay. And what's the best ever place to reach you? Best ever place to reach me in my office. We have an office in Park City, Utah, which is home to three world-class ski resorts. And a lot of our investors come out of here. They have second homes. So you can find me at my office in Park City or my office in Salt Lake and uh, or, or email me at Corey at privatemoneyutah.com. We lend uh, in most states in the U.S., so not just Utah, even though our name seems to lead you to believe that. Um, and then you can give me a call anytime at 435-565-1768 at my office. Well, Corey, thank you for being on the show and sharing your advice with the best ever listeners and uh, talking about hard money and the mistakes that are made and how to avoid them. Uh, talking about if you want to become a hard money lender, the process that you go through where the first thing is you want to make sure you know what the licensing requirements are for residential for commercial it's the wild west apparently but with residential call the division of real estate or mortgage lending and ask them about the licensing requirements if you are looking for a hard money lender the one thing you want to make sure you do is you treat them uh, the q a as though you were in a courtroom and the judge was asking you questions so you only give answers to the questions that they ask and make sure that you are approaching 
it differently than you would approach uh, other types of loans, as you mentioned. And you basically want to know what are your requirements for me getting the funding in a timely manner, like you said. So thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, I just am writing down what you're saying. So it's really easy (laughs) for me. (laughs) You're the one doing all the thinking. And, and, you know, I will say the last thing with looking at market trends for residential, I really like how you threw out there the days on market on active listings, and that gives an indication of where the market's at. So thanks so much for being on the show and sharing your advice, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Joe.